welcome, welcome back to part two of this little series with Carly. And welcome back to the podcast. Um, happy to have you back. So this time we're going to talk about people-pleasing in relation to kind of sex and intimate relationships specifically. We did have a part one where our guest Carly shared her experience with um, her, I guess, sexual journey and her experience losing her virginity and how it wasn't the most positive experience and kind of what she's learned from that and kind of advice for people going through, you know, a similar thing or perhaps before they lose their virginity or just something to consider for really anyone listening. Um, So if you haven't listened to part one, would highly recommend checking it out as that's kind of the, the personal story that is told that we build on in here. Uh, We also talk about virginity in general and how it's uh, very socially constructed. So that's part one. This is part two, where we focus on people pleasing and advice on how to navigate that. For those of you who didn't watch part one, or just, you know, a little reminder, uh, our guest Carly today is a therapist. She is working as an associate marriage and family therapist, and she has her master's degree in psychology. So she, you know, knows a lot about mental health and also with her personal experiences and also collegiate volunteer experiences with sex education. Was it volunteer or internship? Volunteer. Yeah, I did did it all in my spare time, but it was so (laughs) worth it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, just a little a little recap there, but Carly, I'll, I'll hand the floor over to you. My name is Carly. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about people-pleasing because I think it's something that I still struggle with today. It's something that I've struggled with probably but as long as I can remember. I mean, I, I think I've always, I've been a person who was a serial monogamist for for a long, long time, loved being in relationships with people. And I think that's because um, a lot of my identity and what what I like and how I build my esteem is based off of like how I'm helping other people. I mean, my career is built off of that too. Like just, I just care so much about other people. And sometimes it's at a level where it's unhealthy to me and my own happiness. So my experience has kind of been, um, difficult navigating people pleasing in a lot of ways and I think what I talked about in our in our last episode in in terms of virginity is like that I didn't lose my virginity at a time where I felt like I was ready and I think a part of that was because I'm a people pleaser because I have a lot of people pleasing behaviors where I just wanted my my partner to to be happy and to be happy in our relationship and um was given the message that that having sex or like having doing sexual things with my partner was something that was going to make him happy. So it's something that I still navigate today in a lot of ways, because I place a lot of importance on making other people happy and, and comfortable. Um, So I'm excited to kind of get, get into just what it is in, in general. I feel like, I don't know, Zarina, if you have experienced yourself, like 
having times where you felt like you were a people pleaser doing something that you didn't want to because you wanted to make someone else feel a certain way yeah definitely um I wouldn't necessarily say in relation to like sex and whatnot because I haven't I you know haven't experienced that but just like this is a a very mild example but just like today I was texting my my friend and we're supposed to FaceTime last night and well we we were like playing it by ear and plans kind of fell through um and Mm -hmm. today she's like oh like maybe we can do some time today like I'm free anytime let me know and I knew I was going to be recording two episodes today. And I also had another Zoom thing earlier today. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just spent like the last week, I spent so much time staring at a screen. Mm-hmm. I was editing a video that that has been my most, in, it's been my most intense week of video editing ever. And like my eyes are starting to like get a little dry and itchy and my brain just feels a bit like mm-hmm. disconnected. And I'm just like, oh, like I need like, I need screen break time, you know, and I knew that this evening was like the only time I'd like be able to get that today. And so I felt really bad because I really wanted to like, we're going to FaceTime and drink tea. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, like I felt really bad. And I almost was like, you know what? Like it's, it's fine. But then I I texted her and just explained and was like, I think I, if it's okay with you, like I'd, it it would work better for me to do sometime during the week, you know? And so that was actually kind of like, a little difficult because I felt bad saying no to like a, a social interaction with a close friend. But I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Like she's my close friend. She'll understand and she'll appreciate that I'm being honest with yeah. her, you know? So that's like just a very mild example from like my, my life right now. So that's mm-hmm. like the first thing I thought of, but in terms of like relationships, uh, romantic relation, like, like yeah. not just a friend. I, and I know it's putting you on the spot. So you like, don't, don't have to say anything. I feel bad even like being like Zarina talk about because <laughs> yeah, I have I have the similar experience of like there's there's something that's hard about saying no one way or another that I think that I've felt for as long as I've had relationships with people like mm-hmm. and whether it's like feeling feeling selfish or feeling like I'm letting somebody down by, by saying no in one capacity or the other, I think is so hard. And so like bringing it back to um, a sexual or romantic place of saying no, I think that we, we want to be in relationships that are always happy and there, we don't want to bring up conflict and we don't want, we just want it to be like on a good course. And so I think that, that people pleasing for me comes in a lot of varieties of like not saying no to things that that I'm feeling like I want to say no to or like just might not be the right time yeah Um, so in like a similar way with your friend like you'd love to be on FaceTime with them drinking tea and like just having a good time but like the timing wise like it's not anything about them it's just you've been on your screen all week and it's just not the right time yeah and and so like in my head people understand that but at the same time also in my head people are so disappointed or like it's like heart (laughs) heartbreaking for them to hear me say that I don't that our timelines don't align today or whatever it is Yeah, it's almost like I I don't want it to get across that I don't care about them you know because it's it is saying like I you know this person's putting themselves out there saying I want to spend time Mm -hmm. with you I want to do things with you and you're saying 
no, like, I don't want to do this thing with you. And it, it's not that it's just, as you said, like the timeline just doesn't align. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of, it got me thinking too, about like with dating people more casually, like in the earlier stages, like meeting up with people, I think I feel really bad about Mm. like rejecting people or hurting their feelings. And so that's like something navigating, but it's also like, it's nicer in the long run to be upfront and honest about how you're feeling than to like lead someone Mm -hmm. on. Um, But then I feel bad about leading someone on. So then I kind of want to cut them off early. And it's just like a weird thing to to juggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think also, I don't know if I'll include this or not, but like, mm-hmm. I remember in a relationship that I have been in, I really did care about the person as like a friend. And I did feel, I think it was a mix of like, you know, as we're talking about with the virginity, like pressures of society of like, Oh, mm-hmm. you should have a boyfriend. You should, have your first kiss you should like just wanting to have that experience it was a mix of that and also people pleasing of like wanting to make him happy as well with being in the relationship and I didn't really like necessarily enjoy kissing and stuff like that but I'm Mm -hmm. like oh this is what you're kind of supposed to do so I guess I'll Mm -hmm. just kind of do it you know so I think that was a mix of kind of people pleasing and just like societal pressures and expectations it was less Mm -hmm. of like oh, people are pressuring me, so I'm going to do it. It was more Mm -hmm. of this unconscious kind of what society had kind of taught sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, I think that was kind of working with people pleasing. Maybe it's kind of intertwined because you're told these like scripts and things, not scripts, but these images Mm -hmm. of what things should look like. And so because you know that that's what things should quote unquote look like, and you know that they know you want to make them happy by providing that so maybe that's like a slight intertwine with people pleasing totally (laughs) totally and I've been in the same place where like maybe I've dated somebody for a few dates extra because I felt pressure to at least give them the chance like even if I don't feel it inside like you're taught that like attraction is instant and in some cases like I know I know that my therapist at times has been like but you need to like try to be open to these people. And like, I, sometimes it's not that it's not about openness, like me going out there and seeing them is about openness, but I know inside when I feel a certain way. And like, it's that constant struggle of like trusting your gut versus trusting what society has told you, which is like, give them a chance or like not wanting to perpetuate a stereotype that like nice guys finish last or not wanting, you know, like I've, I've gone on dates with a lot of nice people that I thought would be like amazing partners, but I just didn't feel inside. Like, like they were the, the person for me to date at this time, or, or they just weren't a good person for me to be with. And that was just a lot of the things that are in our, in our control, but we still like choose to go along with it anyway, just because we feel pressure to at some capacity. Um, Yeah. I totally relate to what you're saying about, you know, like, oh, this person may be perfect on paper, but Mm -hmm. if you just don't feel it, you don't feel it. And that pressure for people to like, give them a chance. And it's interesting because I know I've like been that person for other people too, of saying like, like one person, friend in particular being like, maybe give them a chance. Cause I know for me, some of the most like 
intense or not intense, but some of the relationships, not like official relationships, but relationships where I felt very close and attracted to someone and wanted to like be in a relationship with someone um, happened with guys that when I first met them, I wasn't necessarily attracted to them or thinking Mm -hmm. that, but pretty quickly, like one thing that I've noticed as like a common thread has been this like desire to want to be around them more, this curiosity Mm -hmm. about them and like feeling good in their presence, you know, Mm -hmm. and like being very, very drawn to that. And then pretty quickly the rest followed. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of tell my friends have always been like, Oh, you're too picky. Da, da, da. And I had another friend who was also people, you know, would assume say that about, and I'm kind of like, well, you know, mm. sometimes it's not like, you know, if you're not super attracted to their looks right away, maybe give them a little bit of time. And she, she tried doing that, you know, with some guys and it's just like, Oh, it's, I just can't, you know, like he's nice, but I just can't do it. And she's actually mm-hmm. engaged now to someone who wasn't her usual type, but they mm-hmm. clicked right away. Like I've been in that situation too, where it's like, I just don't feel it, but I feel like I need to give them a chance. Like if mm-hmm. in your head, you're like, I, you know, you don't feel it, but you feel like you need to give them a chance. It's almost like it's not because in mm-hmm. those situations where like, that is actually the case. I feel like you do mm-hmm. feel drawn to them on some level. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that made any sense. And that also wasn't really on topic, but that's <laughs> just like <laughs> you it, to me it, sort of thing. <laughs> it does make sense in, in the way that like, it's it's that push and pull of like I I want to give people a chance and I deserve to give myself the chance to get to know somebody even if they're not initially somebody that I feel the spark with right away like Mm -hmm. I I know other people and 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 I think I've seen it happen before in my own life where people who initially weren't attracted to each other didn't think about each other in more of a romantic way just Mm -hmm. eventually it lined up where they both like started seeing each other in a new light. And I think like, that's the pressure that I feel a lot in dating people that I don't initially feel attracted to. I think in the same way that you do is like, try at least one more date to see like, if you can see them in a new light than you did before. And, and for me, sometimes the mental block is too big. And then other times, other times it's not as much and I can be more open to it. Um, I've been on dates before where I initially thought like before meeting them that I thought I was not going to like the person. And then I met them and I was like, wow, like this person's really cool. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a tough bat internal battle. It always is between like doing what you want and what your intuition tells you and doing what society and other people tell you, like you're too picky or like give them a chance, you know? And, and sometimes sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes I even give people a chance because other people tell me to give that person a chance. Like I don't do it. I don't do it for myself in a way sometimes either. And that's all relating back to being a people pleaser. Like just, it's, it's a struggle in a lot of ways and dating and being single is a struggle in a lot of ways. And so in, in relation to dating and people pleasing too, like, I know you've said that you've kissed people before where you haven't like really necessarily wanted to or it like hasn't felt good and it's the same with me where I've I've um kissed some people where I knew that they wanted me to and Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to I was like fine with it like it would complete the moment or things like that but it wasn't Mm -hmm. like and so there's there's like an ethical dilemma in that for me and like 
maybe that's not something that I should be doing. And that's, that's something that I'm trying to work on is being, learning how to navigate those situations where I know it would complete the moment, but I don't really want to. Yeah. Situations. Yeah. I think also like building on that with people pleasing, like if you don't want to, like, I think if if someone likes you, like they wouldn't want you to, if you didn't want to, like, it's almost like similar, like faking an orgasm, right? Like just doing it because, oh, it'd complete the moment or it'll make them happy. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't want to, but you're making it seem like you do, it's almost like, I don't want to say a lie because it Mm -hmm. is still like you care about that person. Like that's why you're, you're doing it in the first place or, or maybe if it's on a date and you're only doing it because, you know, it completes the moment or something, but like mm-hmm. you're still doing it for some reason, but it is kind of in a way this like, you know, cause, cause that would normally imply that you want, if you kiss someone, it would imply that you want to, yeah. but if not, then it, it's almost this like disconnect, you know, and mm-hmm. it, for like, if I'm thinking if I were on the other side of that, I'd be mm-hmm. kind of like, well, like do you want any of this? Like, are you even attracted to me? You know, like, yeah, it's just kind of like, it kind of makes you question everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, when maybe everything else is okay. I don't know. I'm just kind of going on a a weird whim here, but I think it's actually better in the long run for your partner. If you do things when you want to, and not just because it's what you think that they want, because Mm -hmm. I think that'll lead to more problems with questioning things just later on in the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I think I often forget that the other side would probably benefit so much more if I were just honest in those moments too. And that's, it's something that I'm working on. And I agree that it, it would just, it leads to a lot of um, miscommunication and mixed signals. If you do follow through on, on like people pleasing in a way where you assume what the person wants rather than actually like, you know, I think it's always good to ask. I think going back to consent a little bit too, like asking like, is this something you want? Like I, I tend to try to mind read and that's, that's something that humans, uh, as far as I know, don't have the capacity to actually do in real life. Be nice if we could. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. I tend to um, believe that I can read minds, but I, I really can't. And, and so a lot of people pleasing goes into that too, of me being like, oh, well, I think this person wants this. So I'm going to do this to mm-hmm. make them happy. And, and you're totally right. And I think that that's kind of a part of, of the tips and what I've learned so far is, is that part of, you know, communicating how you're feeling about a situation or part of saying no, or part of like, not trying not to please somebody is communicating how you're actually feeling so that it benefits both of you in the end. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I just, I kind of realized like what I said about like, oh, benefiting the other person is kind of like, against the point of like, you know, you shouldn't be doing it for the benefit of the other person. But I think it's still, it's like, even in that logic of trying to please the other person, like even following that logic, it still isn't logical or the best thing. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that made any sense. It's, it's a total (laughs) dilemma between like, do I, do I do the thing that I think that they want me to do? Or do I do the thing that they would benefit from? Like either way, it's still 
pleasing them in one way or another, but but literally one is probably going to please them a lot less than than the other one in some capacity, especially if it's like you saying that you don't want to do something that they want you to do or would mm-hmm. like you to do. Um, I think for me, a lot of that is where I have difficulties like saying saying no or like verbalizing that I don't want to do that thing because I I know that they they want that and it would also benefit them in the end if I were doing things that I wanted to do in the in the end too so it's like it's a double-edged sword both both sides benefit them in some way but you only see one side as benefiting them at the time I think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good metaphor with the double-edged sword <laughs> yeah I just it's it's so hard and I that's why I still have problems with it but I've also learned um some lessons that have helped me have a lot less problems with wanting wanting to do things for the sake of because I believe other people mm-hmm. want want it um and so I can talk about some of those tips yeah yeah I love that okay um so my first tip is to I think for me I tend to believe and prioritize that a lot of the people who I'm in a romantic relationship with or who I'm on dates with like I just prioritize their needs so much more than my own and believe that like their needs matter more Mm -hmm. and so so I think the thing that I have to do more often than that that I think could be helpful to a lot of people is to remind yourself that your needs matter just as much as the other person's um and that I think in the same vein as you were saying earlier Zarina like your needs matter to the other person yeah um which is mind-blowing for me and something that I just realized while we are talking right now oh Um, (laughs) so it's it's beneficial for me to know too um so just I think in the affirmation way of like just reminding yourself like having a mantra of like my needs matter just as much as the other person's um helps you be more aware of when you're doing something that's like a little more people pleasy or Mm -hmm. you're doing something for the other person when it's compromising your needs yeah if that makes sense um I think that's also great to know is like when it's compromising your needs because it's not like people pleasing is inherently bad it mm -hmm. you know because it's it's good when both people in a relationship are wanting to please their other partner it's only Mm -hmm. bad when as not bad but it's can become unhealthy when as Mm -hmm. you said you put their needs before your own and you don't and they're things get out of balance like one person's being more prioritized than the other and it's not this healthy balance and also this healthy balance within yourself of Mm -hmm. wanting to please your partner and give to your partner because of course it's like a natural thing and it's a great thing and it's part of what makes the relationship Mm -hmm. beautiful but also recognizing your own needs and setting those boundaries but anyway I've yeah, I love I love that. I love highlighting that that it's not a bad thing because I think we can talk about it like it is a bad thing, but inherently it's just like you trying to perform an act of love in one way or another. And anything that we do can be unhealthy at a certain level. And so it's important mm-hmm. to know like when when that varies. So I think it's it's important in that way too to like be aware of that. Um, mm-hmm. so I appreciate you normalizing that people pleasing is okay at times just just know your boundaries yeah 
so my second tip is mm-hmm. that that you're you're allowed to pause and think about whether you want to do something mm-hmm. you know as much as we believe that conversation is like an immediate back and forth type thing you're allowed to be like hey look, give, give me a second to think you don't have to have a decision made right away mm-hmm. when you're asked to do something I know in like on a date that I was on a couple of months ago I was making out with this person and I had told them that I wasn't interested in having sex and mm-hmm. but we were making out and like things were getting like more hot and heavy mm-hmm. um and then they had said like I'd love to be inside of you or I'd want to be inside of you and then I I talked about this in the last podcast but sometimes when I'm asked to do something for somebody else that that I know that they would enjoy that's breaching kind of my decisions and what I need um I pause or I don't I don't have the ability to verbalize um like no I don't I don't really want to do that or like can we just keep doing this like I think in those moments in that moment specifically I paused and I was like I'm thinking and they were like okay you're thinking and I was like yeah I'm thinking and I like couldn't say that I didn't want to but from that cue alone he had understood that I didn't really want to have sex at that time and so like props to him for understanding consent and so it's important to know that you can pause or ask to pause like be like I'm thinking about this or I'm just taking time to process but I'll I'll let you know in one second like whether whether or not that's something I'm interested in a lot of the times when I think about situations and and consent specifically I think about like Scott Pilgrim I don't know if you've ever seen Scott Pilgrim versus the world I haven't seen it in like 10 years but yeah so I'm a little fuzzy but I I do I do know what you're talking about totally so there's this scene where where Scott and Ramona the two like main characters are making out and then Ramona takes off her shirt and and they go on the bed and they start making out and then Ramona says like I don't really want to do this right now but I have I have the ability to revoke my decision later if I want to and and Scott's just like okay so then they just like lay in bed and talk and and for me like that's that's ideal that's like my I what I would love to do anytime that I want to but sometimes I don't have the capacity to so knowing that that you could say it that way or that you could be like hey can we pause for a second and just like cuddle and then I'm happy to to talk to you more about like what I want to do next Mm-hmm. type situations yeah. I think just knowing knowing that you don't have to make a decision right away is yeah. also helpful yeah yeah because it is a lot of pressure to like say something in the moment and it can take a lot to like say I don't want to do this or maybe you aren't even sure and you do need a moment to process um so yeah I think that that's a great reminder that like yeah you can you can just take a pause or mm-hmm. you know it doesn't have to be a definite answer right away and and that's so, I, I don't remember that scene and that's awesome though. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing that up because I think it's so, I think it's so like, there's so many scenes in media of sex happening and it just being amazing and both people just like, okay, clothes are coming off. And so I think it's mm-hmm. so important to also have scenes like that in mm-hmm. popular media where something's happening. And then it's like, you know what, like, consent is an ongoing thing you know it can yeah. be revoked at any time as you said and she was just kind of like you know I don't want to do this anymore and he's like okay and then it's mm-hmm. it's kind of still showing this 
romantic relationship and it's showing that that is something that can be normal and that that's fine and so Mm -hmm. I think that's great and there should be more scenes like that great yeah so Agreed. And I'd I'd love to see two more uh, scenes of people redacting their consent and that like being okay. I think that, Mm -hmm. like you said, it's, it's just like most scenes are like, they just uh, don't communicate and just like take all their clothes off and it just happens without them saying a word. And I would, (laughs) I would love, love to see more communication and more, more times where people say like, Hey, I'm not really into this right now. Like I, I think that if it were modeled for me more in TV and movies, that maybe that I would have better skills and more ways of being able to say no when I felt like I wanted to say no to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my third tip is to be aware of where p- your people pleasing comes from. Mm. Um, like for me, I know that a lot of it is out of fear of, of them not liking me or if, or of just like wanting to make them happy because I like wanted the relationship to not be conflictual, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense. And so, so for me, a lot of it comes from like a deeper insecurity in myself and something that I can work on in order to make me have the desire to communicate with the other person. Like, hey, I don't really want to do this, but would it be okay if we do this instead? Like, I, mm-hmm. I think I would it comes from a place inside of me to be able to say, I don't want to do this as much as I want to, what's the word? As much as I want to please the other person, like sometimes it's, it's about how much I value myself. And I know that for me, my people pleasing comes from when I value myself enough, then I, then I don't do it as much because I know that I have, um, I'm valuable and that the other person is going to want to do things with me when I want to do them mm-hmm. instead of just when they want to do them yeah. um, so for me it's reminding myself that like the the other person is going to be just as happy if I make boundaries and will be just as happy doing something that we're both ready to do when we're both ready to do it mm-hmm. definitely yeah I oh what you said about valuing yourself you know and I think in any mm-hmm healthy relationship you're valuing the other person and yourself and it's important Mm -hmm. to value yourself and then on the other side you know like if it's an unhealthy relationship or someone's like a a narcissist to the point where it's bad and they're only valuing Mm -hmm. themselves and not the other person then that's like the opposite (laughs) problem so it's Mm -hmm. good to value the other person but it's also just as important to value yourself and to have a, a balance of, of that between self-value and value of your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I liked how you brought that up. Thanks. It's, it's just so important. I think for me to know where my feelings about myself are and feelings about my partner are, because it's, that's the best way for me to be able to communicate what I want is when I feel like it's necessary and so when I care for myself that's when I feel like it's necessary for me to do things for myself Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes I feel like it's selfish but taking care of yourself is like the least selfish thing you can do because it helps everyone when you're actually taking care of yourself and and being the best person you can be and when you're not taking care of yourself it it hurts everyone in the end anyway so yeah that's really important 
Um, and then I think kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier about modeling and things like that, like my last tip is, is to practice saying no and practice, I guess, rejecting people to a certain extent. Like it's not, it's never really rejecting them as people, it's, but it's rejecting like what they want and because it doesn't yeah. align with what you want. Um, and so I did this exercise when shop had like a workshop at UC Santa Cruz back in the day. And we did this exercise where we practiced saying no for like minute things. We all were in a group and we'd walk around and we'd be like, Hey, do you want a high five? And the other person would say no. And that's something that I, I didn't practice before. I'd never practiced really saying no. And it's not something that is in my vocabulary a lot of the time. Like I know that, that we naturally say no to things, but for me as somebody who's more of a people pleaser, like it's not something that I use regularly. So getting the opportunity to practice different ways of saying no was, was so helpful for me and being able to figure out like, I don't really like saying no up front. It feels too direct for me or too assertive. And, and that's something that like I'm dealing with on the side, but I can say things like, I really appreciate you wanting to do that with me. Like it sounds so fun and I'm not really in the headspace to do it, but maybe another time or like, mm-hmm. I, I would love to say it assertively and be like, no, thanks. Or, you know, <laughs> but that's, that's just not me. Um, so, so for me, I say it in like a, still a people pleasing way, but, but one that at least asserts my values in the situation. So like not right now, maybe later or that doesn't actually sound that good to me, but I, I understand why it would sound good to you or I don't know, just, (laughs) just try, trying out different ways to, to say no, I think is something that has taken some time, but it, it was really helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. That actually reminds me of, um, one time I was on a date with this person and I wasn't, really feeling it I don't know I didn't feel Mm -hmm. super like not saying that he was like a predatory person but I didn't feel 100% safe in his presence Mm -hmm. and he like asked me to like go home with him after the date and I was like maybe another time you know Mm -hmm. like I didn't want to be like no because it just felt kind of awkward too for me but Mm -hmm. I I was not gonna go home like it was not (laughs) yeah um and so that you know as you said like maybe another time like Mm -hmm. I knew that there wouldn't really be another time Mm -hmm. like maybe many many times down the road which it I mean we didn't go on a second date I didn't really want to um Mm -hmm. but that was kind of a way that I just kind of like like it almost caught me off guard I didn't know what to say so I was like oh like maybe another time you know Mm -hmm. so um Yeah. I don't know. That just reminded me of that. Totally. uh, And like, (laughs) maybe, maybe if we had practiced more often, like pre-prepared ways or like different ways to say no, like maybe, maybe that could come more naturally eventually. Like I know, I know for me, it's still not natural when I'm asked to do something that I don't really want to do to just like blurt out that the answer. And like, sometimes I go on like a long rant of like, (laughs) <laughs> oh, it sounds great. Like, blah, 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 blah. um, maybe another time. Like it <laughs> just, um, it, yeah, it's, it's not ready made a lot of the time. And it's a lot of the times when we have to make those decisions, it's not at a time where we really know that we're going to be making the decision. Yeah. 
I love what you said there about like taking a pause, you know, mm-hmm. going back to an earlier tip, but like mm-hmm. if you're caught off guard, like taking a pause, like that, that's a great tip mm-hmm. for that kind of situation. If anyway, <laughs> totally. No, I agree. I agree. I think that's exactly the situation. Like when you're on a date with a person that you're not really feeling and they ask you like, Hey, do you want to come home with me? You can like, wait a second, really think about your options. It sounds like you kind of knew, but maybe mm-hmm. even taking a pause and thinking about how you want to say no. Yeah. Um, also works just as well, rather than like blurting out an answer and finding your words in the process of, of saying no. Yeah. Um, sometimes our brains just need like a second to catch up with what's happening. I know a lot of the times on dates, I get way ahead of myself and I'm just like so excited or so the like nerves really get to you sometimes I think especially on first dates or second dates and um you say things that you like maybe didn't think you were gonna say and have to like pull them back later and so so pauses are so helpful in that way yeah definitely yeah yeah hey were, were there any more any more tips or anything else you wanted to say or I don't think so I just think it's it's all a process like navigating the the pressures of the world and the pressures that we put on ourselves um so it's important just to to prioritize yourself take care of yourself always in the ways that you know how to definitely 100% take care of yourself I know that's you know repeated mantra of especially during the pandemic but Mm -hmm. it's true and you may not think about it in terms of like relationships or dating or in you know being intimate but people pleasing can be in so many different aspects of your life and so it's important to make sure that you value yourself as you said and stick by what you're comfortable with and these are some ways that you can do that in a way that's maybe a little more comfortable for you so yeah yeah all right well that concludes this episode, I believe. As I said in the first one, Carly is launching a podcast called With a Little Help for My Friends. And she has different friends on and they talk about just all the difficulties that life brings and how they've gone about navigating them. So check into that. So you can get by with a little help from Carly and her friends. (laughs) Um, And yeah, she has an Instagram for that as well. So you can follow that at with a little help FMF. And speaking of Instagram and podcasts, this podcast is on Instagram at the Virgin and the Beast podcast. So you can check us out on there. Yeah. If you are enjoying the podcast, love if you share it with someone that you think would benefit from it enjoy it and maybe you can have a chat about it oh I remembered what I was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) is um with that thing about maybe pausing or freezing or not being able to maybe verbalize saying a direct no um in the moment if it's something that you feel like you can talk about with your partner at another time, maybe Mm -hmm. when you're not in a sexual experience and just kind of explain to them that like, this is kind of what I'm comfortable with and how I am. Like if I 
pause or say no, if it's not an enthusiastic yes for me, then it mm-hmm. is probably a no because I have trouble saying no. Like if you verbalize that with them at a time when it's more comfortable for you to and kind of communicate that aspect of you in your communication, then I think that could be a great thing too. So that when you maybe pause or you don't have an enthusiastic yes, or you aren't quite sure, like hopefully they're good at reading body language and consent and navigating that. But if they aren't, Mm -hmm. then, then at that point, then they'll directly know like, okay, this is a time when I should stop what I'm doing and like, give them a moment to like think and process. And this might be a no, you know, Mm -hmm. like it, it kind of adds that that communication, I I guess it, it, yeah. (laughs) No, absolutely. It's important that your partner knows how you communicate your yeses and your noes in that way. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's easy to know when it's really an enthusiastic yes, a lot Mm -hmm. of the times, but gauging that gray area is so difficult and can lead to a lot of issues. So it's, it's always helpful to have that conversation of like, Hey, when I freeze or when I say, I don't know, or when I really look like I'm thinking about what you just asked me to do, then it's probably, probably not a right now. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you remembered that, Serena. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> I thought it multiple times. I'm like, oh, I should talk about this. I think this is important. Mm-hmm. And then I kept forgetting. Um, and something I said just re triggered it. But going back to what I was saying, um, yeah, if you want, send this to your partner and use it as a springboard for a discussion about people pleasing and or consent or whatever it is you want to talk about in your relationship. Um, Or maybe you don't and you just think it's interesting and you can just kind of talk about it. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, Carly, for joining and sharing your kind of tips and strategies for navigating people pleasing and mm-hmm. you know dating and sex and intimate relationships of course of course I love having these conversations and it's one that's really close to my heart so I'm mm-hmm. glad I'm glad that we were able to talk about it today yeah me too and thank you everyone for listening in and joining us hope everything is well and you have a wonderful rest of your day and keep on buzzing <laughs>